are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Thursday morning or whenever you choose to listen to us. Me. We're going to talk about a lot of different topics today. Um, first off, the Instagram gains over the first 48 hours since the premiere of the show. We've got one runaway winner and we've got someone who seems to be clearly buying followers. Guess who else is in the news? Amy and TJ. And they are talking about how they can't get along again. And Amy's crying. Also, something that I noticed when looking for the Amy and TJ story, we're also going to talk about the challenge. Nick Vial appears on Jason's podcast. Did Jeopardy give away a major spoiler to their winner of the Celebrity Edition? Seems like they did. And unfortunately, we have a death in the 90210 family, and I'll update you on my 90210 watching as well. We'll get to all that momentarily. All right, let's begin. Update on the merchandise store as I speak. Someone emailed me last night, didn't realize this. The V-necks are currently out of stock. I don't know why, because when I go to my dashboard on the Reality Steve merch shop, it's showing they're all in stock. But I did go on the store website last night, and yeah, you go to any of the V-necks, and you'll see that none of the sizes are available. So I've emailed them to find out what's going on. I've never had an issue where this has lasted more than 20 to 24 to 48 hours, so you should be good to go uh, in the next day or two. So I will keep you updated and let you know when the V-necks are available to be purchased yet again. Let's talk about the Instagram handles and who has been gaining since episode one. We know that Susanna... Bachelor data on Instagram tracks this stuff on an almost an hourly basis. And she puts out the Instagram games after the first episode. And I mean, Daisy is absolutely running away with this thing. It's not even close. Uh, Daisy started the show with about 19,000, 20,000 Instagram followers. Within 24 hours of the premiere airing, she gained 17,000 followers the next 24 hours, she gained 15,000 followers. So she was easily the biggest gainer in uh, of all the women, and it's not even close. Number two, you'd probably be surprised, is, well, obviously it was Joey. So overall, of everybody on the show. Number three happened to be a woman who was eliminated night one, and that was Sandra. Kind of a weird jump for her. 24 hours from the time the premiere ended, she gained 14,000 followers. This is the girl who went home night one, and if I asked you to pick out Sandra in a lineup, you probably couldn't. So that usually pinpoints that she purchased followers and bought them because the next 24 hours, she lost 7,000 of those 14. So overall, she ended up gaining, uh, what's the number here? Stupid thing is blocking it. Basically, she gained about 7,000 followers in 48 hours since the first episode. That was second most among the women. For a woman who made no mark on the show on episode one whatsoever, and yet she got the second most followers in a 48-hour period, usually means that they purchased it. Don't know why she did, but she has her reasons. Uh, The third most was Maria, who gained 3,000, and then no one else gained more than 270. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Yes, they did. What am I doing? I'm looking at um, uh, overall. 
But basically, Daisy right now is at 53,000. Maria's at 23,000 because she came into the show with about 20,000 followers. She um, had done some acting in the past. Maybe you can ask Nick about her. We've got some choice uh, words to say for her, I'm sure. Uh, we got Edwina has got uh, 11,000. Samantha W's got 11,000. Star's got 10,000. And everyone else is under 10. But, you know, some of the women who picked up a lot of uh, followers, top 10 in gains, uh, Leia, Autumn, Kelsey A, women that you would expect to have uh, picked up because they made a name for themselves on the show. Jen had uh, top 10 in gains. And she's still only at 5,400. And then Lexi and Lauren. So those are your biggest gainers after the first 48 hours. But I think the the biggest thing is how much Daisy has gained above those women. And those aren't bought either. Because Susanna, that Bachelor data, tracks that stuff. She knew immediately that Sandra's were being bought. Because it just, look... It's nothing against Sandra. It's just you don't gain 15,000 followers in 24 hours on a show where you did nothing. Um, and if you look at some of the actual accounts, if you, all of you do is hover over the accounts that were now her new followers, so many of them had zero posts, which means they're bots and they were purchased. And then 7,000 of them went away in the next 24 hours. So. Uh, but Daisy picked up 17,000 and then 13,000, and uh, they weren't purchased. Obviously, she's a fan favorite. People know who she is. They liked her from the first episode. It wasn't it wasn't hard to know that Daisy was going to be the leader, and she's going to be the leader all season in terms of Instagram followers. She has the appeal that uh, America is going to like this season. So not surprising there, but not a ton of gains after the first episode. And, you know, you got to give it time. It did do well, like we said in the ratings. It's the best. It's the first time ratings had gone up from one season to the next in the premiere episode since Pilot Pete season back four years ago. So that's a good sign that Joey did better than Zach uh, last year, his premiere. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll always talk about Instagram gains and where these women are at. And Bachelor Data does an excellent job of covering all that. So I didn't even get to this yesterday, but I am going to get to it today. And that's Amy Roback and TJ Holmes, again, are talking about how they don't get along on their podcast. And I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to be open and vulnerable and honest with their with their audience. And it's just coming across as, look, I haven't listened to it, but Us Weekly is giving me a weekly review of their podcast. And because I'm fascinated by these two. I keep reading this, and the more I read about these two and what they're saying on their podcast, the more I think this is going to explode fairly soon. So she talked about how they've always been able to work together and enjoy that profusely and then enjoy their free time. But in the last few days, we were spending hours and hours side by side working on things. We work differently. We have ended up doing is sitting in silence for hours next to each other, and it is exhausting. And then she started crying because she said, I felt extremely disconnected from you, and I am someone who does want and needs physical touch, words of affirmation, and communication. And she claimed that Holmes has been emotionally removed from their relationship. The last few days, I feel disconnected from you. And so, again, it's like they're airing out all their negativity of their relationship, and I'm like, wait a second, you two. What is going on here? Why do you constantly... Like, if you're expecting people to believe in your relationship and you want people to think 
that you guys are legit, why do you constantly, constantly tell us how much you guys don't mesh? And and uh, TJ shuts down and isn't much of very much of a talker. And Amy needs that open communication. And TJ would rather leave the house and go away for a few hours if there's any sort of conflict. Like, are these two really going to make it? Am I supposed to want to believe in these two? I don't get it. And and it seems like every time Us Weekly covers their podcast, all these two are talking about is how they're not getting along. So anyway, um, the interesting thing was when I went to go find that particular story on usmagazine.com, you know how it's laid out, especially if you're looking at it on desktop. They got all their main stories, and then they got a column down the left-hand side, and then underneath all that, they start with their other stories. But my gosh... You talk about loaded with ads. Every single thing seems to be some sort of collaboration they have with a company because underneath all the stories, before you get to the main stories that uh, start when you once you start scrolling, Lala Kent has a cozy long puffer vest for layering. Je- Sarah Jessica Parker, approved parka. This Emzyme polish makes buyer skin look best it ever has. Bring the rainbow to the beach with this super colorful swimsuit. Get ultra cozy in this velour lounge set. We found the perfect Valentine's Day pajamas. Meet the training shoes that helped me finish the New York Marathon. On and on. That's five, six, seven. Chanel, uh, Channel L, <laughs> Chanel, Channel Alex Earl's two-piece set for less. I'm stocking up on my favorite Lux underwear while it's 50% off in Nordstrom. Literally 12, 15 straight stories of ads. And then we get to the next batch of stories. Oh, look at this first one. Nick Vial hopes Golden Bachelor's Teresa signed a prenup with Gary. What a shocker. Nick seems to love those prenups. Uh, How White Lotus is Tom Hollander saw Tom Holland's seven-figure Marvel check. Okay. Now we're back into the stories. But did I really need to pass 15 stories that were nothing but collabs? about puffer jackets and Alex Earl's two-piece set. I mean, come on. I understand. Uh, you're Us Weekly and you got to have ads on your page. I have ads on my website, but it's not nearly anything like this. That's crazy. Speaking of ads, let's take an ad break here for Way. Get on your way to good hair days in just five minutes with Way's new Hair gloss. Not only does hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhances color vibrancy to get your hair looking and feeling healthier. That's what it does for mine. That's what I need. No more generic brand shampoo for me that I've literally been using for 15 years. Way sent me their product and I absolutely love it. Now you can too. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to theway.com. That's T H E O U A I.com and use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off any product. That's theway.com. T H E O U A I.com. Promo code REALITYSTEVE. So, something I didn't mention in the open that obviously I want to talk about and not spend too much time because it's basically pretty straightforward is the fact that Justin and Susie went, quote-unquote, official with their relationship yesterday. They broke the news to E! Online, but you heard from me on January 2nd, or right after we came back from uh, the, um, or January 1st. Yeah, because January 1st was a Monday. That very first show of the new year on the Daily Roundup, I told you, they are together. They were seen 
and they were caught in somebody's Instagram story. It was very obvious that they were together. And then I had basically heard that, yeah, they were. And I guess this means that they didn't have to hold it off because maybe Justin was on a summer dating show, The Perfect Match 2. I guess he wasn't on it. So they weren't holding out for that. I guess they were just holding out to make sure it was legit or something. But um, in their story with E! News, they admitted, yeah, we've been together for the last few months. Like, I mean, they weren't fooling anybody. When we saw that she went to Baltimore and hung out with him and went to a Ravens game, it was just it was obvious. They spend all their time together. They post all their videos together. Nobody thought that this was a platonic relationship, and it wasn't. So, And I think Susie even you know, almost gave us a nod to everybody who basically was on to them was like, okay, fine. (laughs) We were together the whole time. You know, she made a comment like that. So um, congratulations to them. Good for them. Um, I don't know why they started. I I would have held off. If I were them, I just would have held off on the podcast, especially the ones where they were specifically asked if they were together and they, you know, played coy. I don't, I don't know. I think Justin wants me. And, uh, you know, they didn't need to do that because everybody just assumed at that point that they were together. So the challenge last night We've gotten into this portion where people are going to start dropping like flies. We saw Raven was eliminated, and we saw Zara was eliminated. I think the thing we learned from last night's episode, and I don't think I'm really breaking any news here, I'd be stunned if your winner isn't Horacio or Kylan, right? I know these people's names, and I'm trying to say, I was like, that's his name, right? Kylan. I thought it was Kai. I said Kai Kyron, <laughs> Kyland. I'm I'm pretty sure your winner is going to be Kyland or Horacio. I mean, TJ even said it. You guys are the two best competitors on the show. I don't think Jay has a chance against those guys. Maybe Ed, but when they we know how finals run on this show. We know there's going to be a distance running thing, which both of those guys are good at. You know, eating some sort of crap, they'll be fine at that. Puzzles, they're good at that. I just don't think anyone's going to outlast either of them. And, I mean, it's why they're in the bottom every week, because everybody knows they're the two guys to beat, (laughs) so they want them out. But, yeah, Horacio and Kylan are two heavy, heavy hitters. I think it's going to be a great final, and I'd be shocked if those guys weren't one-two. Uh, when we get to the end of this thing, for sure. I, I A few of you have asked me about Nick on uh, Jason's podcast. And Nick uh, Vial went on Jason Tardex, Tardex Trading Spaces podcast. I don't want to sit here and review it. I will say I did listen to the first 45 minutes. Uh, a lot of it made my stomach turn. A lot of it just because... I know that there's a lot of bullshit that Nick is peddling in that first 45 minutes. Some of the things he says is so hypocritical. Uh, Some of it are just flat out lies. I was just like, I just can't, I can't take it anymore. Um, I just think the guy's full of shit. And uh, some of the things that he said in that first five minutes were just flat out fucking bold face lies. So uh, that's my opinion. I didn't listen to the end of the, uh, of it. I did see that I had about 45 minutes left. First 45 minutes was all I needed to hear to be like, okay, exactly what I expected from him. And once again, he acts like he's doing somebody a favor by, by going on their podcast because he sounded so disinterested in being there. Just That's my opinion. That's what I thought. I saw that a story on, 
you know, me being the spoiler guy, I always find it interesting when some things possibly get spoiled in other parts of the TV world. And did you see this story where I didn't, I haven't been watching Celebrity Jeopardy, but apparently the other night on Celebrity Jeopardy, uh, the fans started criticizing ABC because I guess, uh, you know, playing for the million dollars and a, the charity of your choice, they were down to the final three people on Tuesday night. It was uh, Lisa Ann Walter, who is on Abbott Elementary, Mo Rocha, who's a comedian, and Katie Nolan, who is a, a sports TV personality. And during the commercial break for Celebrity Jeopardy, they showed that Lisa Ann Walter from Abbott Elementary was going to be on Jimmy Kimmel later that night. <laughs> Some people are just like, gee, thanks. Thanks for blowing it for us and letting us know that who probably is going to win this thing because why would Lisa Ann Walter go on Jimmy Kimmel that night of the night of the Celebrity Jeopardy finale if she came in second or third? Makes sense. So, yeah, ABC kind of gave that away, and she did end up winning. But when I read the story, I thought it was interesting. She was in third place heading into the final Jeopardy question, but she got it right, and the other two got it wrong, and she ended up winning. Um, she finished with – she went in down – she had 13,800 going into the final round. Mo Roca had 21-1, and Katie Nolan had 19-5. And the question was the, – the final clue was many mystery fans blame The Door. In 1930, Mary Roberts' Reinhardt novel in which a servant kills a nurse for this four-word cliche. And the answer was, what is the butler did it? Nolan and Roca basically bet all their money, got it wrong. Lisa Ann Walter got it right, and she took home 27-5 and also got in addition to the charity donation. So, yeah, it looks like ABC spoiled their own show. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? And a sad note in the Beverly Hills 90210 world. And that is an actor by the name of David Gale. Do you know who that is? David Gale passed away the other day at the age of 58. Apparently he saw, uh, he had a cardiac arrest and he died. He was Brenda Walsh's husband, Stu Carson. Remember? Remember when she went off to Vegas and married Stuart? Oh, wait, they didn't get married, right? Didn't they get to the altar and then they realized, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, that guy uh, apparently passed away with cardiac arrest, 58 years old. Very sad. Which brings me to my current situation right now where I am in the middle of season eight. Well, I shouldn't say in the middle. Um, I'm I'm at episode eight of season eight of Beverly Hills 90210. And if you remember years ago, I think it was during the pandemic, when I spoke to former executive producer of the show and the writer of most of the college episodes, Larry Mullen, who does have a podcast now talking about the show. When I talked to Larry, basically he did all the college episodes. He was the EP. And then he said on my podcast, like, look, Jason wanted to take over the show, Jason Priestley. And basically I got fired. I was let go and a whole new writing team and a whole new EP bunch of new executive producers took over on season eight and basically ruined the show. And I, you know, I haven't watched season eight, nine, and 10. I think I've only seen each season once. I never went back and watched them because I remember watching them the first time around. I'm like, this just, I don't know. There's something off. 
and rewatching it again, probably, I don't know, 12 years since I last watched it, maybe more. I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. It's just, I don't know. The, I don't know if the writing isn't as good. The dialogue isn't as good. The storylines just don't mesh as well as they did during high school and college. And maybe it's because they're out of college. Maybe because you had a formula where they're in college and they can, you know, film on campus and stuff like that. They're just, you know, I'm seven episodes into season eight and they're just all over the map with these storylines and where they're going and things are popping up out of nowhere. I'm just like, huh? You know, yeah, they were in Hawaii because Jason, uh, you know, um, Tori, Donna got a job out there. And then so the whole crew ends up going out there. But no, Jenny wants to stay back and she finds pictures of Tracy still in Brandon's drawer. It's just like just bad (laughs) storylines. Maybe it gets a little bit better. You know, I know Dylan doesn't arrive till I think episode or um, season nine. I know Val and and Brandon leave in in season nine as well. And that's when Dylan shows up right after them, right after they leave. But it's just it's I wasn't wrong when I've had this in my head all these years that eight, nine and ten just almost want to pretend like they didn't happen. I'll fight through it and I'll reach rewatch them just this one more time because I just don't feel like I'm just going to give up. I'm just telling you, it's just a different show once college ended. And you can tell. You could tell that the original writers who wrote all the college episodes were all gone by this time. And you can tell. It's like the two people that took over didn't know what to do with these people. Really, really weird. Anyway, that's my update on Beverly Hills 90210. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review coming up in an hour from now, the Sports Daily, where I talk to Bob Sturm, one half of the hard line here in Dallas on 96.7, the ticket station I used to work at 15 years ago. And then in two hours from now, we're going to talk to Kelly Johns. You know her as the Bachelor Impressionist on Instagram. And we're going to talk to her about her motivations, how she got started, where she is now, and get a little personal with Kelly about what she's been dealing with in her personal life that she has shared on social media. But we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. So look for that in a couple hours. And that's what, whoops, just dropped my uh, tripod here. Uh, What's that? Podcast number 375 with Kelly Jones coming up in a couple hours. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.